That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. And thanks for being with us here where truth, justice, and the American way are the order of the day every day. First and foremost, I want to say thank you to each and every one of you who chooses to make our podcast part of your day. We deeply appreciate you and thank you for being in the fight to push back the dark forces of the Marxist radical Dems and the deep state aligned with their cohorts among the global elites and corporatist authoritarians. We'll prevail in this fight, but you and I and our fellow citizens will have to engage the enemies of our republic wherever they reside within this great country of ours. This is nothing less than a fight for our future, and thank you for being in the fight for the American way of life. Right now, there's unquestionably a rising drumbeat for war. President Biden last year encouraged Ukraine to join NATO, knowing full well that was a red line that Putin had worn for years. He would not permit to be crossed without response. Biden and his masters now want war, and worse, so do most Republicans in the Senate. Only 11 voted against a massive $40 billion military aid bill, a bill that dwarfs any European support for Ukraine. Let your senators and congressmen please know you insist that President Biden honor his promise not to send American troops into Ukraine. Biden, by the way, is still thinking about student loan forgiveness, a sickening display of wanton authoritarian disregard for law. He has no authority to do anything like this unilaterally, but of course that won't stop him. He's out to use taxpayer money to bribe young voters and buy this election. But he may have to up the ante. Almost 80% of the country now says the United States is headed in the wrong direction. And the majority of voters say Biden is simply unfit to be president. I think he's proved that convincingly, don't you? The good news is the possibility of a giant Republican wave this year. It's rising dramatically. The left is out of control, but will that be enough? Still to be determined. To take up all of this and more, our guest today is Mr. New York himself, nationally syndicated radio host and great American who, by the way, proved prophetic when he declared what would happen to the world's richest man when he decided to buy Twitter. Well, I've never been uh, aforesaid, but whatever that is, I'm no. glad. It's really good. Okay. <laughs> it's really, really good. Uh, as a matter of fact, it doesn't get much better than that, especially on this show. To be aforesaid, is, uh, that's, that's rare stuff. Uh, speaking of rare stuff, when someone makes a call like you did on this show uh, in the middle of April, uh, well, I guess it was toward the end of April because Elon Musk had already made his position known, you started talking about what was going to happen now that he was trying to take over Twitter. Uh, and I have to say, my friend, you nailed it 100 uh, percent. Let's roll the sound from the show that day. Uh -oh. uh, and Mark Simone. Now we're going to go into phase two, which is they're going to try to they're going to try to Donald Trump 
Elon Musk. They're going to try to take him out. They're going to paint him as a racist. They're going to try to make him a criminal. They're going to try to indict him. You know, they started the first day by saying he doesn't pay his fair share. He doesn't pay taxes. Uh, he paid 11 billion last year. That's the single biggest payment ever in American history. Right. So, uh, but now they've started the racist stuff. They're looking for racist things in his past. Right. Uh, they'll do what they did to Trump. They'll, the attorney generals will go after him. Uh, the White House will go after him. The Justice Department, the SEC, the FTC. They'll send everything after him and try to criminalize him. And I hope he's, I hope, I'm sure he's a smart guy. I'm sure he knows that and I'm sure he's ready for it. He is ready for it. And I have to say, uh, if he wasn't, I am sure he was listening to you on the Great America Show being <laughs> being advised to, uh, you know, to uh, uh, shield uh, shields up, uh, as they say. It was a great call. And you were exactly right. And poor Elon Musk, if you can call a man with two hundred billion dollars poor, uh, I really do feel sorry for him because he's a man of such uh, crystal clear uh, communication and clarity of thought and brilliance of thought, uh, a great American, uh, to, uh, to see him have to go through this. Uh, it's, it's almost on the same level as if they were going after Einstein for crying out loud. What is, you know, this culture is sick, isn't it? Oh, I, these Democrats, you know, they work so hard at this, you know, most, most men, you know, single guys, you try to meet a woman you have, Hard to meet. So you, you just announce you're a Republican. They'll find 37 women that claim they went out with you, that uh, claim you grabbed them. And <laughs> look at this poor uh, Justice Kavanaugh. This guy looks like the straightest arrow I've ever seen. All of a sudden, they nominated this woman, says he grabbed him. This one, he groped her. This one, he he can't believe it. I did what? I did what? So uh, now they got a woman claiming Elon Musk did something. She's gotten the whole story backwards. Look at Donald Trump. He was the most famous guy in the world for 30 years. Never an accusation of anything. Soon as he announces he's running, there's this, you know, 19 women coming out. And, and you look at each one of them, the last women in the world Donald Trump would be uh, going out with. And uh, uh, it just never stops. If the Democrats put this much effort into running the country as they do into these smear campaigns, they would be doing a better job. Yeah. As, as a matter of fact, some of the claims that were made, uh, Donald Trump as a, a single man, uh, was well known for uh, his uh, being drawn to a very attractive women, uh, models, actresses, you know, and on that order of attractiveness. Uh, it's just, uh, it's, it's quite, it's quite remarkable. And to see Elon Musk handle it the way he did, <laughs> did and is doing, uh, he has, he had this thing so far thought out. Uh, he has a bank of attorneys. He has a bank uh, of, uh, uh, of friends uh, around him, uh, and obviously they mean business. Uh, it's uh, and I love the fact he's creating his own new personal law firm within uh, within Tesla, uh, and they're going to go after everyone. Uh, and I love his concept of justice, Mark. He says yeah. we we will never ever uh, continue a lawsuit uh, against a just claim. Uh, on the other hand, we will never. Uh, stop fighting an unjust claim. Yeah. I, I think that's the essence of justice, don't you? Yeah, you've got to send a message to these false accusers, to these uh, operatives who come up with these false accusers. And uh, hopefully he'll keep that law firm and lend it to whatever candidate needs it or whatever Republican needs it. Uh, you know, when you got 200 and something billion dollars, you could set up a permanent organization 
just to help out people who are falsely accused and just just for running for office. You know, uh, it, it, it used to be a, a, a dream of every. I, I remember people used to ask you to run for something. Uh, can you imagine who would go into this business with with all this stuff they throw at you? Yeah, you know, I I didn't want to do it because I just really don't. I really just don't care for politicians. I'm, I'm very serious about that. And I, I couldn't very well, I, I just couldn't imagine myself sitting through a chicken dinner, uh, yeah. at all, uh, because I like to have the ability to say, you know, it was great seeing you guys and you have a great uh, evening and audios. Uh, by the way, you know, who used to be like that as well, uh, is Donald Trump. He used to go into a reception or a dinner anywhere. Uh, in New York, he'd probably, unlike me, I would do that with one group who, whoever had invited me. And then uh, my wife and I would take off. Uh, Trump would come in, he would hit probably four or five receptions and dinners and be there for, you know, I don't know how long, 10, 15 minutes, enough time to be cordial and, you know, say hello to everybody. Uh, but that's going back 30 years uh, with a man. Uh, he, uh, he was not the most, uh, I don't know. He, he didn't thrive on the duration of the event. I'll put it that way. Yeah. I used to be uh, often the MC of those dinners here in uh, Manhattan. And, uh, yeah, he always went to the cocktail hour, said hello to everybody he needed to, and got the hell out of there. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, the other night I emceed a dinner, which was all the top, uh, real estate guys and the construction companies that work for all these, real, but the biggest of the biggest and I've never seen a crowd like this. It was so loud, so boisterous. Uh, and as the MC, he couldn't get a word in over these people. And it, it, I started to realize, what, you know, if you wonder, how did, why is Donald Trump so brash? So that's how you have to talk in that business. Now yeah. I understand it better. You got to be like that to survive there. Uh, those developers and real, real estate guys, <laughs> they're not what you call shrinking violets. No. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, and they work with blue collar guys, you know, moving steel, uh, you know, thousand feet in the air or whatever. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's tough hombres. And, uh, I, I think by the way, that's the way business ought to be run with guys that talk straight. They talk, you know, loud or soft. I don't care, but talk straight, uh, and make a point. Uh, instead they end up in two hour meetings, uh, in a corporate powwow of some kind or other, usually, uh, it, it's, it's fun to watch a guy like Jamie Dimon at JP Morgan Chase holding forth on all the issues of the pub, you know, of the public policy and banking. And, and he's, and then he's telling you how stupid everybody else is. Meanwhile, the guy has got the most, uh, bulletproof bank in the, in the world supported by the United States government. And he's paying off more fines and more fees for, uh, excesses and irregularities and, uh, well, just breaking the law, uh, than people ever take note of, at least in the business press. Yeah. You know, the biggest problem this country faces is the totally corrupt media. Uh, cause you get the impression if you're just the average citizen, not following it that closely, that Donald Trump was all kinds of horrible things were happening. Now everything is great. There's nothing Donald Trump did that Joe Biden hasn't done 50 times. They just don't cover it when Joe Biden does it. Whether it's well, they're starting to at least, uh, and I have to say I'm getting a kick out of this Sussman trial. Uh, I, I don't know about you, but I mean, when you've got uh, Robbie Mook, the uh, former campaign director, the 2016 presidential campaign director for Hillary Clinton, admitting that she is the one who checked off on spreading uh, that absolutely grotesque piece of disinformation on the so-called Russia collusion. Uh, it's, it's, it is just amazing. 
and the and the left wing media, the corporate media, just could barely contain themselves, and it, it, it's and barely report the story. Yeah, well, that's a good example of what I'm talking about. You remember the Paul Manafort trial? Because he worked for Trump, they went after him, and they found something from 20 years earlier, some money laundering. Overseas, nothing to anybody, nothing to do with Trump. That was the lead story for 10 minutes on every newscast. You bet. This is earth shattering. You can watch Lester Holt every night or George Stephanopoulos. You're not going to hear about this. And the campaign manager, as you say, names Hillary Clinton in this. And that's not the lead story on the nightly news. But yes. Roger Stone was. How is that possible? And the the, the former general, general counsel of the FBI James Baker says point blank. Uh, yeah, Sussman was pretty much lying. Yeah, that's the way it was. <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I, it's it, the Washington Post had a great paragraph. I wish I had it here with me, but the, the reporter went to such links not to be not to say that there was actual evidence and testimony that Hillary Clinton lied and directed the lie and that Michael Sussman uh, was lying. Uh, they sort of acknowledged there was something untoward going on, but with, you know, white gloves on their uh, language and very gentle touch with their expression. It was just uh, yeah, foggery. Well, All of it was foggery. Can I make my next prediction? Please. Jeff Bezos will has seen the light. You're going to see the Washington Post start to convert to an objective newspaper. And start Whoa. to go after this stuff. They wow. have greatly mistreated Jeff Bezos. And they keep, uh, you know, the Elizabeth Warrens and the Democrats keep going after him as, as if he's dodging his taxes. Uh, he does. They don't pay a lot of tax at Amazon because they don't take any profit. They pump it right back into research yep. and development, into the business. And they Which keep... Well, they keep discussing him like he's a businessman. He's not. He's an incredible pioneer changing the world. He's like a Whitney, a Vanderbilt, a Rockefeller building the railroad. He's changing everything. He's not just some business guy at a hedge fund. Uh, you know, when you, it's interesting. You talk about uh, Jeff Bezos and you talk about Elon Musk. You're talking about two historical figures. There is no question about it whatsoever. Uh, and they both are interested in space and Bezos giving it. Uh, you know, part of his attention, but not of his full attention. And, and Elon Musk, obviously with SpaceX driving a, an entire industry, the, the private space industry, as well as by the way, the, the government space industry uh, toward capacities that never existed before recoverable uh, boosters uh, learning that you can actually land rockets uh, on their tails after you fire them off and send them off around the world, uh, quite literally in orbit, it, it's just extraordinary what the man has done. And as you say, Bezos, uh, what he built in Amazon, he was the first. You talk about uh, being a disruptor. Man, is he the essence of disruptor. Uh, it's, I think, to a further extent, frankly, than uh, Musk is even in uh, EVs. Yeah. But. Why are you so? Why do you believe he'll do that? Because I got to tell you, that means that they'd have to fire every uh, reporter and editor at the Washington Post to get to that uh, level of uh, quality journalism, i.e., independent, objective, factual. Well, as you say, they're already starting to go after Biden on some things, and Bezos is getting madder and madder. Here's something nobody thinks about. This is gasoline going from $2 to $4 to $5 to $6. They're even talking about some 
companies are having to add a digit to the pump in case they go over $10. Out in California. Yeah, people don't realize Jeff Bezos is the single biggest purchaser of gasoline in America. Nobody has more trucks. That's what Amazon does all day is deliver stuff. They have 500,000 vehicles they operate all day. So the price of gas going, that completely changes his whole ratio, margin, business model. He's mad and he wants he wants this to stop this nonsense. And of course, uh, he hasn't been mentioned too often as one of the great polluters on the planet. <laughs> well, I wonder why. <laughs> well, the when, part when he, <laughs> there is that part of it. And we're talking about the $10 a gallon gasoline. Uh, I'm going to worry less about Bezos, frankly, than I am about, uh, you know, a hundred million Americans who are working their tails off, uh, to make this economy work. And it's, uh, it's a very tough time. And. It's one of the reasons that we're looking at these uh, these polls, Mark. My gosh, we're looking at something I, I don't recall ever saying. I'm sure it happened, but I don't recall in my career seeing it. We're talking about 20% approving of the direction of the country, 20%. Uh, I've never seen it that low. And we're talking about nearly in the high 70s saying the country is on the wrong track. You can take all of the other polls as far as I'm concerned. And. If you just focus on that, that tells you what's going to happen in November, uh, at least what should happen if indeed electoral integrity uh, is in place. Yeah, I also just to show you, no matter how much the media covers for Joe Biden, the public sees what's going on with price. I mean, they're going broke with these prices, the inflation, the crime is out of control. It's, you know, they, they say there's a UFOs and they've been watching us. If they've been watching us. They must be saying, why did they hate that last guy so much? Everything was great with him and everything stinks now. Why do they like this new guy? They, they must just be stunned at, at how crazy we are about this. Or perhaps they they deduced a, a little known quality in the cosmos, uh, a, a society, the American people that rejects leaders who keep their promises. They're so unused to, to that occurring. They didn't know how to react in 2020. Uh, and just decided not to deal with the anomaly of uh, Donald J. Trump. I mean, you could derive all sorts of things, but to think what he accomplished in four years with, with everybody against him, uh, you know, I'm going to be talking to him. And I, one of the things I'm just anxious to hear, you know, give, give us a, a, an answer to is how in the world do you feel after going through this for six years to hear in a federal district court uh, before a special counsel? The, the, the guy who was running your opponent's campaign admit that she is the one who gave the order to disseminate lies and lies that even the FBI and the Department of Justice knew were lies, but nonetheless, they were spread and no one said a word. It was the biggest political dirty trick ever in history. You know, Watergate was just picking a lock on one little door, breaking into one guy's office and tapping a phone. That was it. This was that times a billion. And where were Woodward and Bernstein on this? They, they, they had no interest in it. Where, where was the Washington Post on this one? And uh, remember the, five, they, the Washington Post, Mark, remember, was 500 days late. And yeah. the Hunter Biden laptop was real. And yes, he is a scumbag. And yes, he is under <laughs> uh, investigation. Oh, I, you can't say that. You can't call him a name uh, because he is the son of the president. Let me tell you what that guy's lifestyle, what he's done to the American people, what he's done to his family uh, and 
what his family has become. Uh, I think he's far worse than that, that name, uh, in a dozen others I could apply very quickly. Yeah. Uh, but, um, this is just out of control. The, the media being so corrupt, you know, it used to be the media was biased, you know, slanted a little. Now it's just total corruption Yeah, that they should be all over. Hey, and those 17 intelligence uh, heads of uh, intelligence who said definitely Russian collusion. Why aren't they all fired? Why aren't they all being uh, looked at? And those 50 people that signed the uh, letter that uh, Hunter's uh, laptop was a Russian. Dis- why, why aren't they? Every one of them should be fired and ostracized immediately. Yeah, it's, you know, the, here's that poll that I was talking about, one of the polls uh, recently. Most Americans say uh, things are going badly <laughs> under President Biden, who they described as distracted and incompetent. Uh, by large majorities, they are now fed up clearly with how he's running the country. And here we go. Eight in 10 voters say things in America are going somewhat or very badly. 77%, just about 80%. And just about 70% say the economy is off, well, is fairly or very bad. I don't know the difference between fairly bad and very bad, but that's what they polled. And, you know, it's just, it's appalling. I, I would like to share with the audience something that uh, is going on in Davos, where the, oh. the elites meet. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and Klaus Schwab is the founder and the leader of, of the WEF, the World Economic Forum. That's, and about, I guess there's 150 heads of state, various ministers, and, of course, the <laughs> always present John Kerry is President Biden's envoy on climate. Isn't that an important job? I want to see if you think of anything, if anything comes to your mind when you listen to this, this authoritarian uh, uh, statement by Klaus Schwab as he, as he leads the elites forward into a new world order. Here it is. Let's also be clear. The future is not just happening. The future is built by us, by a powerful community as you here in this room. We have the means to improve the states of the world. But two conditions are necessary. The first one is that we act all as stakeholders of larger communities that we serve not our only self-interests, but we serve the community. That's what we call stakeholder responsibility. And second, that we collaborate. And this is the reason why you find... I can't take any more. Anything come to mind as you heard all of that? Yeah, Bella Lugosi, George Orwell, Dr. Strangelove. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I... I the first thing I thought, I'm I'm listening to Dr. Strangelove. Yeah. This man, all of you in this room, <laughs> we will go to war and you will love it. Yeah. You know, it's uh it's incredible. The man is saying that the people, the elites in that room, have built and drive everything in the world instead of serve the governments of the people by the people and for the people, at least in the United States. At least we can cover for 330 million Americans. And to have our 
our emissaries, our envoys, as they're now called, uh, John Kerry and the Biden uh, likes, acolytes as well. Uh, it's, it's disgusting. And these people are, they represent corporate America, U.S. multinationals, business all over the world, some of the wealthiest people and wealthiest, certainly, uh, corporations. They are working against the interest of the United States and free people everywhere. Your thoughts? Yeah. And well, and, you know, and also they dump these dumb things they do, like uh, two days of it is climate change, fighting climate change. And you go to the runway uh, 10 feet away, there's 400 private jets parked there that they all used to get to Davos. Uh, not, you know, they've been having these meetings for how many years and years and years, it's about and years. 30 years, 30 years. They've never changed anything, influenced anything, done anything except, uh, open up our borders and, uh, destroy economies, but they've never done uh, anything to help anybody. And, uh, uh, why uh, again, corrupt media, they don't yeah. cover this. They let these guys get away with all of this nonsense. You know, I guess that's a great way to define the difference between the elites and we, the people. The populist, the the rich take their their planes, uh, big iron into Davos, one plane per big shot, right? Yeah. yeah. The rest of us have to plane pool. Isn't that terrible? I mean, that's just that's not egalitarian, is it? No, you get these. You know, Mike Bloomberg. I've, I've counted this up. He has two planes, a helicopter. He's got six boats. He's got forty-two cars. He's got eleven houses. But you should take the bus to conserve. Oh yes, <laughs> there's no doubt about it. And uh, Klaus Schwab, he <laughs> he is acting on somebody else's orders. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, let, let's listen, if we may, to uh, uh, Karen Jean Pierre, uh, the. White House press secretary, as she is explaining uh, to uh, <laughs> to Peter Ducey. Uh, well, I'll just let you listen to the question and her answer, and you tell me why. Why is she there? And then final question on gas prices. Americans are now spending $5,000 a year on gasoline. That's almost double what they did a year ago. Where are people supposed to go to get all that extra cash? To get the extra cash to pay for gas? Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things that we've been very clear about is to do everything in our power uh, to make sure uh, that we lower costs. Uh, you know, it is important. We see it. The president understands what the American people is, are, is going through. Uh, and that's why uh, we're doing everything that we can. We've made uh, multiple announcements in the past uh, several several months of what we're doing, whether it's the strategic uh, petroleum reserve, whether it's the ethanol 15, to make sure that uh, that uh, that the American people are not feeling Putin's uh, price hike. This is where this is coming from. 60 to 70 percent of the current price hike that we have seen has come from Putin's aggression against Ukraine. So, so the president announces on March 31st that he's got all these steps to lower gas prices, and it's still Putin's fault seven weeks later. Well, because what I'm saying is since the war, since Putin's war, aggression against Ukraine started back in February, we did see a spike. But before then, it had uh, the price uh, the, pr the, the price per, per gallon had fallen down about 10 cents or more. I mean, <laughs> it fell 10 cents a gallon. This, this, this press secretary, she has no concept, obviously, of anything she's talking about. 
Well, in her defense, uh, you know, I don't think she's that bright. I don't think Jen Psaki knew she was lying. I think this woman doesn't know she's lying. They, they wrote it up and she's reading it. And uh, I remember her first day she came out and she said, I'm an immigrant. I'm gay. I'm a woman. I'm this. I'm Well, great. That's wonderful. Who cares? Who asked you? Uh, outside of that, it's checking four boxes or five boxes to get the job. I, I just don't think she has any skill at this. Uh Nice personality. And uh, she's like Biden. You put an index card in front of her, she'll read it. They, doesn't matter if it's true or not true. Well, you know, I think you're I think you're exactly right. And and I don't mean to be too uh, critical of her for not knowing what she's talking about. She's only the press secretary. But listen, as Brian Deese, senior White House advisor, who is supposed to know something, respond uh, on the issue of inflation. Well, when it comes to inflation, what the consumer arguably feels the most outside of the grocery store is gasoline prices. And the U.S. has released oil from the SPR that hasn't had an effect really on gasoline prices. You're continuing to see some of those older refineries shut down. How do you increase refinery capacity? Well, it's a great question, and you're right that the war in Ukraine uh, has had the impact of not only taking the supply of Russian oil off of the market, but also reducing global refining capacity. I would say that the release of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve and galvanizing others to release, I think, certainly has had an impact on blunting uh, the price run-up in oil. Uh, we do have real tightness in refinery capacity. Part of that is here in the United States, the private sector uh, shuttered and, and took down a lot of refinery capacity last year. And so uh, we're, we're, we're needing them to build that back up. Uh, but the thing that we can do right now is focus on both how can we increase supply? It's important to continue to focus on how to increase supply of oil, uh, but yeah. also particularly in this refined product environment. Uh, with that, <laughs> uh, your reaction to the people who do know what they're talking about, supposedly. I hate to go back to the corrupt media, but it's their fault. The whole democratic world now, Biden administration, is based on gimmicks. The Strategic Petroleum Reserve released a million gallons. The media should have been all over that that night saying this only helps for about 12 hours. It only makes a difference for one day. And that's it. It was, and we'd love to go to electric cars in 10, 20 years. When you get it perfected, we'll switch over. Uh, also, you could bring the price down immediately. Just turn the spigots back on and start drilling. I believe this is the only country that could produce all the oil it needs and doesn't. <laughs> it goes around begging exactly. for it. Uh, exactly. And they also never point out with these electric cars, the batteries run off minerals that you got to mine out of the ground when we're all on electric cars. You're going to have to strip mine the entire earth to get enough minerals out for these batteries. It's probably worse than drilling is. And and now trying to recycle lithium, uh, necessary uh, element for it, it's a just one nightmare after another. I'm all for electric cars. I'm all for the market uh, first and foremost to work because the last thing we want uh, is uh, the mentally impaired, uh, the ignorant, uh, and the inept uh, in the Biden administration deciding what will win, who will win, uh, and who will lose. Uh, it, it's just uh, appalling. Mark, you're great. I want to compliment you again on your call uh, on uh, Elon Musk. Uh, he is, uh, you know, he is a great American. Uh, and for him to have to put up with a quote unquote Trump treatment, as you put it, and correctly predicted is just uh, disgusting, just as disgusting uh, as what President Trump had to face. Uh, 
as always, we give our guests the last word. Uh, your concluding thought, thoughts, Mark. Uh, just remember my new prediction. Jeff Bezos has had enough of this uh, Democratic stuff in this administration. And he starts to take the Washington Post back to being a real newspaper and exposing some of this in the next few months. I am pulling for you on this <laughs> prediction to be just right as rain. Wouldn't that be an extraordinary uh, tectonic shift yeah. in media for that to occur? Uh, it, it would it would be liberating uh, for America because others would have to follow uh, the Washington Post if it moved in that direction. Uh, it would be great. Mark, you're a great American. You're a great prognosticator, a prophet, as it were. And we appreciate you being with us. Always share your wisdom, your wit, and uh, take good care, my friend. Thanks, Thanks for so having me. Thanks. God bless you. Thanks for being with us, everybody. Here tomorrow, we'll be talking with Congressman Byron Donalds, who is asking the question of textbook publishers, why are you putting critical race theory in your textbooks? And why on earth would they put CRT in a math textbook? They are incredibly trying to indoctrinate our young students, and they're trying to keep their efforts cloaked from public view, especially from parents of those young students. Please join us here tomorrow. Congressman Byron Donalds, our guest. Till then, God bless you, and God bless America.